Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. You're listening to the Qalam Podcast. Alhamdulillah, since last Ramadan, over 4 million people have benefited from, listened to, and downloaded the Qalam Podcast. Tens of thousands of people have benefited from and learned from the various classes, intensives, and seminars that Qalam provides. And inshallah, this Ramadan will be providing even more beneficial content, lectures, and programming for people all around the world, free of any cost or charge to them. In order for us to keep doing this work, we need your support, we need your help, we need you to be our partners in this Sadaqah Jariyah. Please go to supportqalam.com. That's support, Q-A-L-A-M, supportqalam.com, and provide your most generous support. Millions of people all around the world are insha'Allah, bi'idnillah, going to benefit from all of this work, and this will be your sadaqah jariyah for the eternal life of the hereafter. We really appreciate having you as part of the Qalam team and supporting us in this work, this mission, this cause. Jazakumullahu khairan. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Wa salatu wa salam ala sayyidina wa nabiyyina wa maulana Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. Allahumma inna nas'aluka hubbak wa hubba man yuhibbuk wa hubba amalin yuqarribuna ila hubbik ya arhamar rahimin. Yeah, if the brothers could come forward, inshallah ta'ala, and make room, inshallah ta'ala. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Uh, this is our second session of uh, a new series that we started in Ramadan called Al-Amthal. Uh, or parables. Uh, throughout the Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, gives us uh, parables by which we like look at the world. Uh, and the purpose of these parables is to shift how we see things and how we look at the world around us and how we understand the realities of this world. Um, and last week, uh, the, the uh, example given was the effect of iman or faith in a person's heart. And the Quran said, The example of a good word, like La ilaha illallah in the heart, is like a strong tree. And so the Quran is saying, You can see this iman. When this faith comes into your life and your heart, it makes you firm in your, in your life and it makes your actions like fruit high into the air. Um, today, I want to talk about another. Uh, parable or mithal that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives in the Quran. I mean, this is a powerful one. It's a very powerful one. It really, it, it speaks at the core message of the Quran. And the parable is, what is the likeness of this life that we have in comparison to the akhirah? We're all in this life. We're in this matrix. We're constantly plugged in. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reminds us through these examples, so that when you see these examples in your life, you're able to reflect back and be like, this is what life is all about. And so I'm going to read an example from Surah to Yunus, verse number 24. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says, dunya. The imam read this today. It was, it was like, it was, it was beautiful. Um, just, just listening to what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is reminding us of. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, إِنَّمَا مَثَلُ الْحَيَاةِ الدُّنْيَا كَمَا إِنْ أَنزَلْنَاهُ مِنَ السَّمَاءَ 
the example, the parable, or the likeness of this worldly life, this life that we're all experiencing right now. We have life. We're living. What's this like? What's the parable? It's this whole vivid picture. And in order to truly understand this example, you have to like close your eyes and envision this whole thing. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, It's like water that comes down from the sky and it, and it, and it rains. And this water comes into the soil and it mixes with the earth and the seeds and those seeds grow. And those seeds are growing plants that humans and other livestock will eat from. And it grows until the, 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 it looks beautiful. Zukhruf is when like something is, is shining. It looks amazing. And so for the farmer, when, the, when all of the crops grow, yeah, my man's sitting there looking at it like, yo, it's going to be a good harvest, yo. We're going to make money off this. We're going to have food. Everything's going to be great. So the, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying is, I want you to imagine that water that came down and the crops that came forward. And not only did they start to grow, but they looked beautiful. They looked amazing. You saw it growing. Not only did it look good, but it was beautiful. All of these crops were beautiful now. Then it goes forward. And the farmer and all the family of that, that owns that farm, they're looking at these crops and they're thinking, that wow, this is all ours right here. This is all what we have. This is all ours right here. Now, I want to stop here. Because this is, this is, we have to get the example before we continue with the, the parable. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying that our life is such that we work, we come into this world with nothing, we work hard, we build ourselves, we, we build influence, we build money, we build institutions, we build a business, we build a house and a family, we build all of these different things and we're all building our own things. And then it reaches a point where it starts to look good. You finally got that down payment money. You know what I'm talking about? Whatever, all right. <laughs> you, you finally, it, it, it starts to, you know what I mean? Like Umar ibn Khattab, I'll use the Sahabi. Umar says when the battle of Tabuk came, it was a battle in which the prophet was like, we need money. We need money for this battle. It's a big battle that we have to fight. Everyone bring whatever you can. Umar ibn Khattab, he says, I was, I, was, I was stacked at that time. He goes, I had two horses. I never had two horses in my whole life. Meaning I, I had money. I was doing good. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is talking about this, this, this water comes down and the crops grow and, and your life is looking good and you got all these things. Some of the bachelors and bachelorettes, you're like, I finally got a husband. You're like, I finally got a wifey. You know what I mean? Y'all just moved into the apartment. You looking at, you sitting back on your couch like, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Wifey's cooking you breakfast. You like, yo, man, alhamdulillah. <laughs> alhamdulillah. 
I'm not saying the wife has to cook breakfast, but you know. I know some of y'all thinking that too. He's one of them shakes, huh? He's one of them shakes. Oh, oh, I gotta cook? Nah. My wife knows, I throw down, where's she at? Nah, no, seriously, it's beautiful because it's talking about, you, you reach this point where subhanAllah, the crops have grown and they, they, they mature and you see how beautiful it is. And right when it's about time to harvest, are you ready? Are you ready? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keeps going. He says, and the farmers who own this land are, think that they have power over this. I'm going to cut this when I need to. I'm going to sell it. I'm going to do this. Now, this is the crazy part. Not only do they have it, but they think they have ability over it, meaning they start planning five years in advance what they're going to do with this. All right, we're going to sell this. Then we're going to do this. Then we're going to do that. But what happens? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, our command comes in the middle of the day, in the middle of the night, whenever it comes. Our command comes. What happens? Allah makes this crop, this farm, this whole pasture flat as if it has nothing. As if there was nothing there yesterday. Now, now, right now at this point, it's like, wow, Allah just took the air out of the room, right? Allah just really made my anxiety go up a bit because now I'm actually working. There, there's room in the back, y'all. Is there room in the back? Raise your hand if there's I can't even see the lights. There's room back there, right? Yeah, there's, there's a lot of room. Just keep walking forward. Allah bless the Dallas community, man. Y'all be coming through. <laughs> Next level, man. Y'all be coming through. I want to finish this example, but the sisters standing up, if they can make their way, inshallah ta'ala. And the brothers, and the brothers, if y'all can make y'all way, inshallah. Abdurrahman, if we could close the door, inshallah, I guess, are people still coming? All right, y'all, I'm going to keep going, inshallah, if we could quiet down. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in this example, he says, he says, This means like our command, like we're in control. Night or day, in the middle of the night, they're sleeping. And they wake up the next morning, it's gone. There was a storm, there was something. All of these crops, everything they worked so hard for is gone. It's gone. And, and as I was saying, it's as if Allah took the, the air out of the room because we were just looking at all we worked for and we finally sitting back on the couch. And as I was giving the example, you feel so happy that all that you have is here. Now, here's the deal. If we don't remember that this is just dunya, you will be terribly pained when it leaves you. And I'll tell you a fact of this world. The one thing we are all certain of is either it will leave you or you will leave it. There is no one in this room that will stay with what they have. There is no one in this room that will stay. Either you will leave it. You will leave it. 
I was talking to my wife. I was like, yo, I just want to go over the assets with you so you know just in case. She's like, man, stop talking. I don't want to hear all that. I'm trying to talk about that right now. I'm like, but you need to know. She I ain't trying to hear. We don't want to talk about that. We don't. But the, the, the fact of the matter is either we will leave it or it will leave us. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the beauty here is that we're being told about the true nature of the world now. When you're reminded of what the true nature of it is, I already knew I was mentally ready. But the verse isn't over. Let's keep going. Ataha amuruna laylan awunaharan. As if it wasn't even there yesterday. As if, if, as if it wasn't there yesterday. I want to share with you a hadith that you've probably heard before. But it fits so beautifully at this moment of this verse. The Prophet ﷺ, he said, Sahih Muslim, it narrates, Yu'ta bi'an ami ahli dunya min ahli nar yawm al-qiyamah. Someone from the hellfire who lived the most, most luxurious life will be brought on the day of judgment. And this person, he hasn't or she hasn't been taken to the hellfire yet, but they're in that group. And Allah wants to make everything clear to everyone before they get into their set places. So this person is taken and the narration says they are dipped into the hellfire for just a moment and taken out. And then they are stood in front of everyone, like this moment. And they are asked in front of, have you ever experienced any goodness in your entire existence? And the person will say, by God, no, I have never experienced any good. This was the most luxurious, someone that we can barely imagine. They had everything that one could think about or not even imagine. And that one moment in the akhirah makes them think differently about their entire existence. And then the hadith isn't over. The hadith says, and then a person who lived the most difficult life imaginable from the people of Jannah. He's taken on the day of judgment and she or he is dipped into Jannah for a second. Just for a moment. And then brought back in front of everyone. And I want you to, to see their whole life has just been shown to us. They lived. I want you to picture it and see it. And then in front of us, they're asked, have you ever gone through any difficulty at all in your existence? And the person will say, by God, no, I have never seen a hard day in my life. Because that experience of the akhirah is so profound and so deep and so paradigm shifting. That it makes everything from before look like nothing. Look like nothing. And so, so, so Allah tells us that this person has everything. Back to this verse. This person has everything. Then the order of God came, comes and, and, and it takes it away. And this person feels like there was nothing ever there before. It feels like, oh my God, my anxiety is rising. Why is God telling me this? If right now you're thinking, wow. Really downer halakha. I thought Sheikh Mikael was about to have me on cloud nine. Don't worry. But in order to get to cloud nine, sometimes you got to disconnect from the earth. Yeah, that was deep. You could be like, uh. <laughs> Man, I need the, the, the Southern Baptist vibes in the room. You know what I mean? 
not the shirk part. Not the shirk part, just the emotion. When you feel something, you, can, you don't got to keep it in. No, this is, it'll think about what, what, what's, what's being said here. We want to elevate, and Allah wants to elevate us. But in order to elevate us, he needs to remind us of the reality of this dunya. And that means you got you to gotta sever those connections below. And so the verse goes forward. Allah says, we gave you this example to think about. Do you know what the very next verse is? What's the very next verse? Like the air taken out of the room, it seems so, so, so morbid. Like, oh my God, at any moment, everything can be taken away. How am I supposed to walk around worried and scared? Allah says the very next verse. Are you ready? Are you ready? What's the next verse? Wallahu yad'u ila salam. Allah is calling, yad'u, Allah is calling to Darus salam. Allah is calling to the house or the abode, the, the house of peace. So it's like this world is like this. The nature of it is somebody's going to leave you or you're going to leave them or things will change. You ain't going to have that dream job forever. You ain't going to look as fly. Things will change. But where's the, where's the, where's the, uh, Where's the message? The message is in the next verse. Stop focusing on your dunya. What's next? Wallahu yada'u ila salam. Allah is calling. Calling. And it just says yada'u. He's calling. Come. Darus salam. The abode of, 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 of peace. Peace from ever losing the most beautiful things that you ever imagined you could have. See, this is, the, this is what... I heard Ustad, he was given the khatira about Jannah. And, and the most beautiful thing about Jannah is that it doesn't, you, you don't fear losing it. You don't fear losing it. There's in all of us that fear because we, we read this is the nature of the dunya, but in Jannah that's gone. She's yours forever, Habibi. That house is yours forever, Habibi. Ain't taxes forever, it's yours forever. And, and, and subhanAllah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Wallahu yadu ila daris salam. I read one of the scholars say in tafsir about this verse, Allah is calling you. He said, be careful that you don't, be careful when you answer the call. Make sure you answer it in this world and not the next. Because the one who answers it in this world is allowed into daris salam. The one who tries to answer the call on that side is not let in. So Allah is calling to Darus Salam, Wayahdi Everyone's being called, but only certain people get guided to it. Huh? Interesting. Who gets guided to it? Wayahdi The verse says, and whoever he wills, is it arbitrary then? Whoever he wills is guided? No. Allah guides those who ask for guidance. Allah guides those who seek out guidance. So in these blessed nights, in these Blessed gatherings of so many people. Lose yourself in the multitude of people and beg Allah, oh Allah, guide me. Just in your heart right now, say, Ya Allah, I love you. I, I don't want this dunya. This dunya isn't meant for me. And I'm not meant for it. I want you and I want eternity with you. Right now in your heart, that's the dua you make. 
And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَيَحْدِي مَنْ يَشَاءُ إِلَى صِرَاتٍ مُسْتَقِيمٍ In this verse, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is making us reflect of the nature of this world. The nature of this world. In another narration, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he explained in more detail about the nature of this dunya. Abdullah Amr bin Auf, he says that the Prophet sallallahu he sent Abu Ubaidah bin Jarrah out to Bahrain. And Abu Ubaidah bin Jarrah, he came back with a lot of wealth. The people in that area had, had paid the zakat or had given some money. So Abu Ubaidah bin Jarrah, he comes back to Medina. And he brings all of these camel loads of money to Medina. And they set up, settle down in the masjid. It was time for salat. And uh, the prophet turned around after salat al-dhuhr and the masjid was packed. Yeah, you got it. All the money came. Everybody was there. It's like iftar. The days that Qalam be having iftar be packed. Like, dang. Free food. Muslims roll through. Right? So, so the masjid is packed. The prophet turns around. This is a beautiful narration. It says, فَوَافَوْ صَلَاةِ الْفَجْرِ it was, The money came back around Salat al-Fajr time. So the Prophet ﷺ prayed, and when he turned around, he saw the full masjid. So they all sitting there smiling. Assalamu Ya Rasulullah. Fatabassama. The Prophet smiles at everybody. Beautiful. He understands our nature. And he says, Adhunnukum uh, sami'tum. I think y'all heard that Abu Ubaidah came. SubhanAllah, he understood human nature. Because they expect maybe he's going to divide it up amongst the poor and all that. And if he's given, he's generous. So just get in where you fit in. Just get in. Just be around when he's giving. So the prophet smiles and he says, Oh, I think y'all heard about Abu Ubaidah coming back. Faqalu, the Sahaba weren't, uh, they didn't hide it. They were like, Bala. They were like, yeah. Ajal, ya Rasulullah. Yeah, we heard. We heard. Faqal, the Prophet said, Abashiru. Wa ammilu. Good news. And have good expectations. May, you, may Allah give you what makes you happy. Then he says these words. Mal faqr aqsha alaykum. It is not poverty that I'm worried about for you. Listen to the Prophet's words speak to you right now. Imagine you're there. You see all of this money right there. It's all right there, piles of it. And in that moment, the Prophet says to you, you're sitting there. And he says, I am not worried about poverty for you, Amina, for you, Abdullah, for you, Abdurrahman, for you, Hassan. I'm not worried about poverty for you. What are you worried about? What I'm worried about, I'm worried that the world is going to open up and you get everything you want. I heard somebody say that one of God's punishments is that he gives you everything you want. Everything you want to see what you're going to do with it. The prophet says, I'm not worried about you being poor. You act right when you're poor. You act right when the car ain't a nice car, you get in that joint. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Subhanallah. 
with tajweed and everything. But when you start that joint from your house, you just get in it and be like, oh, we out, yo. When you open the app and start it, <laughs> you act different then. SubhanAllah. The prophet's like, you act all right when you pour. You act all right when you pour. It's when, when, when the dunya opens up, that's when you start to show out. That's when you start to show out. So maybe it's a blessing you are where you're at right now. Maybe it's a blessing you are where you're at because if you were a little bit more, you wouldn't be here tonight. Over it. Who could get a better car? Who can get a big, bigger house? Who could, you're going to just start competing with each other. And before you know it, death comes and you never focus on your akhirah. Rain and plants growing compared to dunya is such a profound metaphor because when the prophet went for Isra and Mi'raj, Abraham met him on the fifth heaven, I think it was, and he said to him, I may be wrong about the number, but he said to him, tell your ummah salam. Abraham thought about us. He's like, tell your people salam. And also tell them that the, the dirt of Jannah is fertile, but it has no trees they have to plant trees for it in their dunya. And the way they plant trees is by saying, SubhanAllah, Alhamdulillah, Walla ilaha illallah, Wallahu Akbar. I just got four more trees than y'all. <laughs> I love planting trees. I like trees. They look nice. Fruit, shade. I just got four over you. You better keep up. But, but the, the metaphor is that where you investing where are you planting seeds at where are you putting your work in and remember whatever you plant here unless it's sadaqa jariya it stays here yo whatever you plant for there one time the prophet sallam, subhanallah the prophet sallam, there was a gift of a, of a goat given to him in his house just to them in their house and the prophet left the house and Aisha began to like give it to poor people as they came. This was his personal stuff. But she kept a little bit left. One narration says she left the shin. Another says she left the shoulder because she knew he liked it. So the prophet walks in and he goes, what we got left? And she goes, oh, I gave it all away. We don't have anything left but the shoulder. Shoulder ain't even got a lot of meat, y'all. She goes, I don't have anything left. Nothing. Listen to what she says. Nothing remains except the shoulder. He said, everything, everything, everything remains except the shoulder. Do you, nah, y'all ain't get it. Everything you gave for God is what you keep. Everything you keep for yourself is gone in this world. I met a man when I first converted. I was sitting next to him. And I was like, that's a beautiful watch you have on. He took it off his wrist and said, here's yours. I was like, what type of people are these? <laughs> La ilaha illallah. <laughs> Muhammad Rasulullah. And it wasn't until I heard this narration that I understood he didn't lose it. He kept it forever. He didn't lose it. He kept it forever. And it was because he truly liked it that he gave it away. It was because he truly liked it that he gave it away. 
Allah speaks to us in metaphors so that we get the reality of it. And today the Imam read one more metaphor. He read the metaphor there were two types of Sahabi. There were farmers and businessmen. Some of them, like the Ansar, they were used to farming. So you have all of these metaphors that have to do with plants and trees and planting seeds. And the Muhajirin, they were businessmen. They were hustlers. You could give them anything. They're going to flip it. They're going to make money. The other metaphors are about business. And the one that the Imam read today is profound. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, listen to it. He says, Allah has purchased from the believers. Me and you, put yourself there. Allah has purchased from you yourself. In exchange for Jannah. Do you know what it means? That we have given up our volition. We, we, we have sold ourselves to Allah. I do what Allah tells me to do. And if that sounds. It's, it, that's the reality of it. When I said la ilaha illallah. I said there is no God but Allah. I took away my own desire for divinity. Does that make sense? I took away my own wanting to live my life the way I want to live it. But now I live for God. And if he says, get up at 5 a.m., I'm up at 4.50.59. If he says, break fast at 6, 6 p.m., I'm breaking it at 6.01. Because I have given it up for him. That's the mentality. And yes, sometimes we slack. Sometimes, yes, that's our human nature. And he loves that we fall short. He loves that we fall short because he loves for us to come back to him and say, I know, I know we did the business deal, but I'm falling short. And he goes, I am Kareem. I know. Don't worry. As long as you come back to me. As long as you come back to me. As long as you come back to me. And, and the message tonight is realize the nature of the dunya. This isn't where you're meant to be. If this isn't home, if it doesn't feel like home, it's because it's not home. This is short, y'all. Tell me, man. I just passed the big 4-0. My boys know. My back hurting and everything. It's like I stepped in the 40. It was like, yep, there you go. <laughs> this joint is fast. Psychologically, I feel like I'm 18. That's my man, Dia and Haytham. Be trying to run and stuff. <laughs> this is short. This is short. It goes fast. And Allah is telling us, this isn't home. It's going to hurt. There will be pain. And the pain is there so you don't get comfortable. But it only makes sense when you have akhirah in your mind. When you wake up and realize, I'm on a journey. I'm on a journey. So the other metaphor, the other metaphor is the metaphor in the lashtarah. This is a business transaction. Allah says, I have purchased you from yourself. Isn't that heavy though? Because some people's worship for themselves is what destroys them. They fall in addiction, gambling, alcohol, all types of stuff. The kids is in front of me. I'm going to keep it nice and PG. The point is our own souls are what destroy us. 
Our own weakness and desire for pleasure and this and that is what destroys us. So Allah says, let me do you a favor. Can I buy you from you? Can I buy you from you? What do I get, Ya Allah? You want to buy this precious life? This 27-year-old life? This 27-year-old life? What do I get, Ya Allah? Allah says, I will give you eternity in the gardens of paradise. Have yaqeen, have faith in Allah. Know that Allah will hold his promise true. Then Allah says, Wa'dan alayhi haq. This is a promise on God he'll keep true to. He'll keep true to. Allah subhanahu wa the Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has reminded us about the reality of this dunya. This, this parable, this example that we're given. I'm going to read one more verse inshallah. This parable that we're given is don't be fooled by this crop. Right? The crop. I think all of us now understand the parable. So when I speak in terms of the parable, you get it. Don't be fooled by the crop in its key moment when it's, when it's beautiful and it looks so amazing. Don't think that you have full control. See, now let's go back to the example. The example is beautiful because They think they have control over it. Allah is saying the believer knows this. So the believer walks around having the blessings of Allah but what's the difference between us and others? Non-rhetorical question. Somebody tell me. No, we realize that I'm not in control of this. Nah, y'all ain't feeling me. The verse said that the crops grow. They look beautiful. They look ready to pluck, ready to go. And the farmer thinks they got control over it. And right at that moment, we take it away from them. By hearing this, Allah is saying to you, never forget who's in control of what you have. Can I give you an example? Because I, I don't think y'all are going to get it until you get the example, yo. I don't remember which Sahabi, right? He goes off with the Prophet for a battle. And while he's gone, his young son passes away, natural causes. His mother washes the body and... She covers him in a shroud in the house so that they could do the janazah the next day. So he comes home and he hasn't seen his family. He hasn't, uh, he hasn't been home. And so he says to his wife, how's Yahya? I believe it was Abu Yahya. How's Yahya? And she says, as best as he's ever been. As best as he's ever been. He goes, where is he? She goes, he's over there resting. Hold up. They spend the night together. The hadith says they spend the night together. He hasn't been home in a long time. In the morning, as he gets up for fajr, she tells him. She says, what would you say if somebody gave you a loan and then asked for it back? He says, you got to pay him back. It's theirs. Allah took back his loan from us. Allah took back his loan from us. Allah took back his loan from us. And he's confused. He knows what she means. She says it. Yahya passed away. 
but he's angry, he's confused. I lost my son. Until you have kids, you can't even imagine, y'all. That little man walks up here, sit with you, like. So he runs to the masjid, kind of angry. Allah, she didn't tell me right away. Y'all, so he's confused. How do I process this? And the prophet hugs him. He makes dua for his wife. And then he makes dua, may Allah bless you in your progeny. He hugs him, he consoles him. Sometimes when somebody's going through a difficulty, you can't solve the problem, but you could just be there to hold them. You can't solve, you can't bring that kid back to life, but you can hold them through it. You can make dua, the prophet makes dua, may Allah bless your progeny. The Sahaba say, man, about five, six years later, we used to see Talha, he had like six kids around him all memorized. They were all Hafiz of Quran. We used to look at him like, dang, young man got five Hufaz, boys, like girls, all the men. He was blessed. The point is, when it's taken from you, it only hurts when you thought it was yours. It only hurts when you thought it was yours. But when you knew inside that I'm just holding this for a little bit. I'm just holding this. I'm just holding this. It's just as an amana. And Allah takes it back. He takes it back. But he never takes. He always gives. Why? Because he purchased my life from, for me, from me, for Jannah. For me, from me, for Jannah. Think about that equation for a bit. When your nafs wants to do something, you just say, for me, from me. <laughs> SubhanAllah. SubhanAllah. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this example, he's reminding you, don't think you have full control over it. Enjoy it. Be grateful for it. Be grateful. It's yours. Allah blessed you but know that it belongs to Allah. Why? Why did Allah take the air out of the room with this harsh reminder? Because of the next thing. Wallahu yad'u ila To focus on where you're coming. So in this moment, right now, in this gathering that is blessed on a blessed night in Ramadan, in your heart, you ask Allah. Now before you ask, I want you to really in your heart realize and believe like, I know I don't deserve it, Ya Allah. I ain't the best one in this room. And honestly, I probably shouldn't even be here. I think all of us are thinking that. I'm thinking that. But the fact that you're here is because Allah loves you. The fact that you're here means Allah loves you. So knowing he loves you in your heart right now, in your heart right now, stop looking to your left, to your right, at me. Look down, look in your heart in this moment and make this dua. Say, Allah, I want your jannah. Ya Allah, I don't want your dunya. Ya Allah, take the love of dunya out of my heart. Oh Allah, la taj'ala dunya akbar hamina. Please, Ya Allah, don't make the dunya all I'm worried about. Wala mabalagha ilmina. Don't make the dunya all that I know. Yeah, Allah, I don't deserve it. But that's who you are. You give to those who don't deserve. 
please Allah forgive me and in this blessed night ya Allah in this blessed gathering give me your jannah Amin ya Rabbil Alameen these parables are there for us to look at life differently they're there to motivate us to ibadah when you get up from this gathering do some more dhikr plant your trees in the akhirah pray to rakaah if your heart is open right now just keep making dua it's your moment the angels are next to you like keep going girl my brother keep going your heart is open right now keep making those duas this is the time as i said in roots a few hours an hour ago if not now when if not to him then to who this is the moment that we turn back to allah may allah accept from us all jazakumullahu khaira may allah accept from us all never let um, your nafs fool you about how precious you are in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Don't let your sins hold you back from asking because his love language is that he loves when you come with your sins. He loves that. Some of us have deep pain. We want, we want, we want, and Allah wants to give. The more you think like you're not going to get it, the more you need to open up and ask for. I was talking to somebody this morning about something and they said to me, not a scholar, they said, shake ass big. I was like, Allah, I needed to hear that. Ask big, ask big. Don't limit God because of your limitations. Ask big. Who are you asking? Someone it's difficult to give? You're asking the one that loves to give. Ask big. <laughs>